to me, one of the points of meditation is to allow you to be more mindful wherever you are and whatever you're going mm. through. Welcome to the podcast series On The Rocks with Neil and Tom. In this series, we hope to bring you episodes which will bring life to your years and years to your life. So by that, we'll be looking and talking about all a diverse range of topics related to physical mental health, including our favourite topic, surfing, but also whole food, plant-based food, um, not drinking alcohol, and a variety of other topics that we find interesting and hopefully you will too so welcome to episode 10 with me neil and also with me tom hello uh, from the beach if our voices sound a little bit uh, shaky this morning that's because we've just got out of the water and it was thought it'd be a good idea to do the podcast whilst in a shivering state so uh, hopefully it doesn't affect the quality of the sound too much no and uh, occasionally you get random bits of water dropping out your nose so if the uh, sound equipment suddenly disappears it's because there's water, salt water all over it um but yeah it's only uh well end of october and the water's dropping so, temperatures dropping so quick it's dropped a degree in a week um so it's down to about well 13 and a bit degrees celsius now but it's strange because in the water it's don't feel cold at all well no no it's not entirely true it's got the <laughs> Walking down there, it's like, no, I don't want to do this, don't want to do this. In the water, you get used to it, and you come out, you think, oh, it's fine. And as soon as you get back to the car to get changed, suddenly the shivers start, and uh, yeah. we're in the middle of those at the moment. Yeah, with uh, warm drinks and uh, bobblets, and uh, well, the sun's coming out, so who knows, it might be tropical soon. So anyway, Tom, yeah. you've, uh, you'll, uh, you've come up with today's discussion. Well, I thought it'd be nice to take a bit of time to talk about meditation, and what meditation means to you how you know some of the things that some of the practices that you've done some of the benefits challenges okay you fancy talking about really with it yeah so we sort of foist these topics on each other with very little notice tom told me uh just before we went in the sea so that's about a half hour ago um what it was going to be so what do you want where, where did we start perhaps well let's uh, start well, where we started well let's start I thought it would be nice to, to talk about what is meditation to you? What would you describe? How would you define it? It's a practice. It's, it's something I... To me, I've still got the mindset that it's a sort of... It's a formal thing that I will do um, daily, uh, sometimes twice daily, um, in a particular setting for me it can be anywhere I can do it anywhere but I tend to have my own setting in the summer I like to do it in the garden um, but obviously in the winter it's uh, more more indoors but I it's a formal set aside time where I will set aside some time for myself to do a practice of meditation mm-hmm. to do a practice of what I consider to be meditation um, which is different from mindfulness, which is something that I practice wherever I am, whenever I am, whenever I need to sort of thing. That's, quite, that's an interesting distinction between the two. So one is an actual 
practice yeah. set aside time one and the other one is more of a way of being would you say or how would yeah you yeah I think it's a way of uh, it's a way of being a way of living so mindful I think that you can do a mindfulness meditation um, which is quite a common way to get into it I think mm. but then the point of meditation is to allow to me one of the points of meditation is to allow you to be more mindful wherever you are and whatever you're going mm. through and I think I mean, we'll, we'll probably get on to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well tell us about your history with it then. Uh, Where, when did you get in, start getting into meditation? I mean, I, there's, a, there's a quite a few barriers that always were with me and remain that way, but I'll come on to that after. So, where did you begin your practice of meditation? When did you It's sort of lost in the mists of times in mind. I remember buying some books. I sort of had some inkling of... Uh, ideas of zen buddhism when i was in my late teens early 20s and i had a couple of books um on it but i never really understood it very well and i sort of probably had the mindset that a lot of people who don't really understand it or are new to it just think it's sort of sitting around trying to stop your thoughts or or do something like that which it, it isn't um but that was years ago and i so i only really got into it in any more depth um again i'm trying it's hard to remember these sort of things i think it, it probably is to get seriously into it is when i joined the first uh, buddhist group i was in in mm. um a bit before that to be honest but um but yeah it's it's a bit lost in the midst of times yeah. to be honest it's hard to tell because it's something i've been doing for quite a while now so to think back to when i didn't do it I mean, yeah, so if you're talking about my formal practice, that's something that's occurred within the last five years, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, I started off by doing a mindfulness course years ago. And these mindful practice, mindful meditations, they were the, something that became formalized really more than anything. Some ideas that you could actually sit down and do this thing. So the mindfulness course was done through meditation, was it? Yeah, yeah. They were, okay. they were called mindfulness practices, and that's something which kind of interest, interests me, that they were, it was sort of removing any element of, or trying to remove any sort of um, explicit Buddhist terminology, yet it yeah. was entirely based on Buddhist terminology <laughs> and theory, so it was kind of... But it stripped it bare yeah, to make yeah. it appeal <clears throat> to the sort of person it may not appeal to yeah i suppose that's worth bringing up now then the fact is that meditation still has a kind of among some people a kind of woo or um a woo yeah like woo what, science. ghosts Not quite, you know like woo woo <laughs> science like a sort of this is a bit weird you yeah. know a bit, a bit well again the eastern sort of philosophy aspect thing. of it yeah. yeah um just before we get on to that i remember going back to when i did me start meditating mm. i used to spend quite a lot of time in Cornwall staying with some friends uh, down there and he going back probably well I was still drinking so it must have been over 18 years ago and he'd go up to his room in the morning and, and meditate mm. and I always thought then so that was 18 years ago even though I was open to it I still thought it was a bit weird yeah. <laughs> something like you're saying you know it was like mm, okay but I sort of admired him for doing it and he certainly showed me, this is a guy called Mike, if you're listening, because I know he does occasionally, um, sort of 
showed me the way really because yeah. he, he was quite happy to go and do that and he he go and meditate with his brother as well i think they both sit up there at times together right. and do it because that's that is something that uh, is a big concern not concern a barrier call it what you like about that is it's it comes across as being a bit strange a bit weird a bit left field so that you know i i meditate each morning and I like to do it, well, I prefer to do it when there's no one else around because it's, you know, it's something that's personal and, and yeah. I get embarrassed a little bit. But if someone comes in and sees me doing it, it's, all, it's a bit it's sort of strange. I don't know why that's, why that's come to be. But, you know, it does have that, perhaps a little bit of a reputation that it's a bit weird, a bit... Again, but that, rep, that, that idea, that concept of it being a bit weird is more down to your yeah. view of it than anyone else's, isn't it? It's, and it's all down to my view of what they think as well. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. That's a whole bigger issue, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite happy now. If I'm meditating downstairs and my partner wanders in, I just carry on, you know. It's not like yeah. something like that. But certainly when I stay at my parents' house, for argument's sake, I still find myself a bit... Um, wary then mm. of sort of i don't know it's even though they're because my mum certainly did a bit of meditating uh, a while back as well so yeah. it's not like it's an alien concept but it yeah. still feels it it's but it's increasingly seen in all in lots of different walks of life it's now you know it's it's a meditation meditative practice yeah um you know and and that idea of mindful you know mindfulness and so on is becoming more mainstream i would say so I don't think it's particularly we- that weird anymore. But pe- people of my generation perhaps yeah. are uh, are a bit more uh, susceptible or a little yeah, well, bit more conscious of that. Many generations, you know, we I work with the youth, and I think a lot of them would still find it mm. very strange to yeah. see if one of their peers was suddenly you know to be openly telling, talking about it. I think they still find that quite unusual. Mm. So I don't think it's necessarily lessened i mean some uh, some countries obviously it is quite usual and hmm. it's where was i recently um well it wasn't recent but i was in uh, the canary islands and Fort Ventura in particular and you see people just sat on the beaches meditating quite quite often yeah and um i was where was i i think this was more recent it may have been in london or somewhere recently where there was somebody just sat on a park bench, mm. like in full, uh, what do you call it, half lotus sort of position or something, mm. meditating, and nobody bad an eyelid. Everyone yeah. walking around. There was a couple of young kids who were like, "What's going on there?" sort of thing. But but nobody batted an eyelid. Mm. It's just like it was, people just accept it now. It's just what people do. Um, okay, so so when you talk about med- your meditation, let's just. What benefits do you get from it? Right. Well, the, way, the main takeaway I get from it is, so if we sort of get rid of the fact that meditating is not to stop your thoughts, it's to be aware of your thoughts in my mind. So the main benefit I get from it is when I'm sort of living day to day, so not meditating, I'm more aware of when certain thought processes are occurring which has only developed since having a meditation practice. So you might get into this spiral of sort of negativity or destructive thinking or you know, catastrophizing. But in the past, that would just keep spiraling and spiraling and spiraling and sort of building on itself. With the help of meditation, what I think is 
you're aware that this is happening so yeah. you can sort of then you can stop it so that's stopping your thoughts almost but you're doing yeah. it when you're conscious not in the meditation uh, and that's to me one of the big benefits is just being aware of the crazy random thought processes we have day to day it's suddenly like somebody does something and it's suddenly leading on to this and you can see that and you're like oh well no this doesn't mean this this is just a thought or whatever and thoughts come and go and there we go and it's gone and suddenly i'm not in that cycle so that's one of the big benefits i find that's interesting i mean just as an aside i think it's been mentioned a few times i thought it was worth pursuing that there is a perception that and this is which can be a challenging that meditation is about stopping thoughts and therefore if you when you're meditating if all these thoughts are coming into your head there's a tendency to think actually i'm rubbish at this i'm not really good at this Uh, i can't do it because i can't stop these thoughts and i even see um i teach psychology and in a textbook it talks about mindfulness meditation and it's and one of the key central assumptions is that it's stopping thought well mindfulness meditation is but is it stopping thought? It's noticing what's thought. the point? I mean, a lot of might. So if you, yes, I mean, if we talk of the Buddhist, we're coming to this. But there mm. are two distinct areas of Buddhism, uh, Buddhist meditations. Mm. Tibetan Buddhist, in particular, is vipassana and shamatha. Yeah. And one of them is a sort of um, more developed than the other. One of them is more a mindfulness meditation. Is that the Shamater, isn't so, it? Yeah, well, I think. one is focusing. One is where you're kind of focusing on an object and calming down. So, as I as I see it, I mean, you, yeah. you may disagree. One is so shamater is more yeah. that. So you fo- maybe focus on a on a specific point, so it's your breath, yeah, or, or a raisin. Object. A traditional one is yeah. like having a raisin in your mouth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or a I know lotus flower or whatever yeah. it happens to whatever Candle. it happens to yeah. be. Yeah. That that is the point of focus. But isn't that mindfulness? Because you're trying to be mindful of that object, of that thing, without... It's possible. I think. But I think I mean, that, that is a possible... I mean, again, it means different things to different people, but that's that's the one side. And the other side, which you call Vipassana, yeah? I think it... So Vipassana, is a, for, for me, is more of an, an open one to see what comes Yes, up, yes. See what and just arises. explore it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but to, going back to the mindfulness ones, you're saying, you know, you're... Did you say it said to stop thought? Well, that's what it was saying. Right, yeah. And so I, you're never going to stop thought. That's impossible. And I thought that that's, that's, that's a misconception, which is yes. interesting in itself. That, and, you know, the, the point is that you cannot stop the thoughts. That no. the, the, it's the relationship with the thoughts that is, is what's developing. So as you're, see, as you're sat practicing and something comes, and things will come up. No, yeah. You could be sat for five minutes and a hundred things, thoughts will come into your head or more than that. And it's just to notice them. And they are, you know, you you can, sometimes you just say, you know, there's a thought coming and going. Sometimes someone talked about it's like a, like a feather on a glass, you know, you know, there it is. There it's gone. I think the best analogy I've heard of that is you sort of imagine you're sat under a bridge, a road bridge, Mm. and you're just sat peacefully under this road bridge. And every so often you can hear a car coming. So you pop your head up and have a look at the car. Mm. And that's what your thoughts coming along. You're, you're seeing the, seeing the car, but you then learn rather than just fixating on the car and seeing where Mm. it's going, following the car, oh, wonder where that's off. You just pop back down and say, well, there's Mm. a car. And I'll just get back to where I am, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It is. It can be very liberating. The fact that you are not your thoughts. 
your thoughts, you know, they just they just come and go. You know, you don't have to identify with mm. your thoughts, and that can be really powerful. It's quite a kind of mind blowing sometimes as well, though. What? But I thought that it must be true. Well, actually, no, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So you know, I thought that's right. We we we, yeah, di- I mean, we digressed well, slightly there, but you you were talking about other benefits. Is there anything else that you can see on that? Well, again, there are a lot of different meditation techniques. Mm. So, so yeah, so the main benefit, but also it allows me to be mindful, like I say, so to spot these thought processes, but also to be mindful. So meditation in its forms will help mindfulness. And so, yes, you can have mindful meditations, but also day-to-day. Mm. So being mindful, you know, I suppose it overlaps when thoughts, I don't know, you're getting a bit frantic at work cause there's so much going mm. on and stuff like that. And you can learn to sort of tap into the breath or just focus and slow yourself down. And mm. I think that's a benefit of meditation because it allows you to do that, to collect your thoughts and, and just be there where you need to be at that moment sort of thing and then you suddenly find everything works a lot better i don't know because you're not trying to Mm. juggle templates you can focus on one or two and you sort of it almost helps you prioritize and work out well this is the important bit at the moment not this this is something superfluous Mm. which is stopping me doing something and I think that's definitely another yeah. benefit. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, sometimes oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create great insight. I don't think necessarily, but what it allows you as, is for your, is to have greater perhaps clarity, which can then lead to insight, can then lead to yeah. dealing with a situation more skillfully, more effectively, whatever. Yeah, I think, and even like if you're in a tricky situation, just giving yourself that one to five second pause. Mm makes one hell of a difference in your reaction because ultimately we don't want to react Mm. to situations or because a reaction is invariably going to be probably not what you how you wanted to act um so that meditation pause or the mindful pause gives you a chance to act how you want to act Mm. rather than react and uh, that can be quite an important thing especially Mm. in argumentative situations or where Mm especially as our jobs as, as teachers you know things can happen and you suddenly find yourself reacting and it's yeah. it never ends well so you need to so put, when yeah so the actual formal meditation practice do you do you see a kind of hangover of of, of you know I, and that, that sounds a negative hangover. Thing. that sounds a negative thing but uh, do you see it that that the meditation practice let's say i don't know i mean we'll talk about yeah. how you go about it in a moment but let's say 10, 15 minutes in the morning, do you see that that has a knock-on effect during the day? Yes. I think I think especially first thing in the morning. I think there's, there are two different things. If you meditate in the morning or meditate in the afternoon mm. after work. So before work, to me, you sort of... For me, it just breaks the hustle and bustle up of uh, the franticness of going to work in the morning. Mm. I mean, I am quite leisurely in my approach to getting to work because I, I make sure I have enough time to do these things but i think what's under underestimated is the effect that your dreams and your sleep cycle has on you so you've got lots of dreams we don't remember and so you don't know how that's affected your state of mind Mm. going into the day sort of thing some dreams you do remember you know i'm sure most people can will agree that if you have a really negative dream that can really you can almost wake up in a bad mood or or upset or something like that and i 
we don't know how many of these dreams we have day to day. Mm. So I think that meditation practice sort of just almost mm. clear, not clears, but gives you a fresh start on the day sort of thing. And I find it, for me, it just does something like that. I don't know. And uh, depending on the type of meditation I'm doing, if I'm doing like a loving kindness, kindness one, it can sort of help you set an intention for the day, right, today I'm going to do this. And so, yeah, it can do that. Mm. Whereas the afternoon or the evening one, um, again, we're only talking 10, 15 minutes, um, even five minutes is enough. The afternoon one can be a sort of just un- putting away all the silliness and the mm. little things that annoyed you during the day sort of thing. And I don't know. I think that's my sort of approach to that. That's, that's interesting. Um, taking it out I mean, a wider field so it's an area of research that I'm particularly interested in from a psychological point of view mental health point of view yeah, can I just sorry just interrupt if you can hear it it is absolutely started belting down with rain so you might be able to hear that just as an aside adds a so, little yeah. bit of adds a little bit of um, atmosphere to our it's, probably, it's actually really a sound effect it's not really <laughs> not really sound a car in the car park but um, this research has shown that, that, that my own meditation can have significant benefits from many different conditions depression anxiety even chronic pain um substance abuse dysregulated eating and other serious is there a health. particular type of meditation that was done to study that or so it they, just... we, you've spoken about shamatha and yeah. vipassana and in the sort of psychological research it's referred to as focused attention or open monitoring style. So focused attention being what we might perhaps talk as shamatha, where you're focusing on the breath or something, whereas yeah. open monitoring has been shown to be, um, um, so that's a sort of vipassana, seeing what comes up type of thing. And for focused attention in particular, there's quite a lot of research that's been done on it, but it's the, the, the quality of the research perhaps is is not like drug therapy because you can't really do a blind um you know you can't really do you know if you're doing this or you don't yeah, you know you're for, yeah. or if you're not doing it it's difficult to do a sort of that level of control but there is lots of evidence of its efficacy so we've spoken about you know neil's spoken about the his the benefits that he gets from it there is massive research that go, has gone into it showing that there's benefits even the the uk authorities the uh, nice as it's called national institute of health and clinical excellence and it's got it, it it's the key to going into going to see the GP and uh, with anxiety, um, depression, that sort of thing. Then this um, you know, mindfulness meditations are up there with drug therapy as having a similar similar levels of efficacy. So yeah, go on. Sorry. No, not just saying. So yeah, you yeah. know. So there is. Well, we can you can talk about it, personal anecdotes. But there is there is quite a significant body of research that it, it that it is beneficial. Um, now there could be that these are um, so, for example, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy and mindfulness-based stress reduction. These are these are these are eight-week programs. They're, so they're mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. Yeah. Still does meditation, does it? Yeah. Or is it yeah. just because cognitive therapy is more the uh, sort of. Well, you, yeah, you know yeah. Better than me yeah. Well, to, I mean, you know, like stress reduction side of things, there be a, you know, there's a whole there's a whole series. I'll put well, maybe hopefully Neil can put some links. I'll, I'll send him yeah. some links to, to, so you can look at it. But one particular one is an eight week course, and in it, basically each week 
they'll use a particular different type of meditation within it. One might be just a simple um, breath, just okay. counting, the, uh, looking at the breath. So would a one-to-one on counsellor do this? Or no, they often group, group therapy. Right, okay. often do those. But then they'll develop things. So, Neil, you talked about loving kindness. Yeah. And that would be another one. So, again, loving kindness meditations where you, where you begin by, again, focusing on the breath, and then it moves from rather than just yourself, you're wishing, yeah. literally wishing um, well will, for others. I was going to say, some of these specific ones we'll perhaps mention briefly, but we will try and do a series of uh, meditations on the podcast. So yeah. for anyone to sort of follow along, I'll try and record those. Yeah. And, so, also, yeah, and also things like body scans as yeah. well. That's another one. So where, whereas it's not just the breath that you're focused on, but, you know, no, sensations in the body and and that idea that again it's it's taking it all it's it's focus i mean it's not it's not stopping thoughts no. it's not doing that you, going back to the studies you were talking mm. of yeah is there any distinction between individual meditation or the group meditations for efficacy sort of thing because to me like we said the embarrassment of being in a group doing it does would that not work as well or I couldn't. I can't tell you that at this stage. But when I, um, I experienced kind of stress, anxiety years ago, that when I went to the GP to ask for um, ask for help, basically, they offered me um, drugs and like could go to a therapy session with eighty other people. And <laughs> eighty, yeah. Oh and I uh, and I th- just the thought of it just left me cold. Yeah. And this was before I'd done any sort of work on meditation or anything like that. And the idea of that was just awful. But then the other side of the coin is you want there are there is a massive demand. So my son works in um, medicine now and you know he, his experience is that the GPs will be seeing people every day experiencing mm. Uh, mental health issues so what do you do okay maybe one-to-one is going to be better is going to be very beneficial but how many can be done under those circumstances yeah that's uh, quite interesting so i think another problem with meditation is the image Mm. your image is some sort of yogi or holy man in uh, tibet Mm. sat in with his legs crossed on top of each other sort of bolt upright or uh you know, and I think that's a problem for a lot of people because, especially yeah. gentlemen or many people our age, um, I can get nowhere near that position where you wrap both legs sort of on top of each other and sit. I just not a chance because of my flexibility and and various injuries and stuff like that. So I think that can be a hindrance. People will be like, "Well, I'm never going to be able to do that." Mm. So, uh, so perhaps talking about how we do it, yeah, because like, we both meditate in different positions so yeah. tom tom's bought a special bench well i just well, i find that i can't i find very uncomfortable i can't cross sit cross-legged for any length of time and i can't sit on a chair for any length of time without getting a bit uncomfortable so i have a little sort of like a like a lot of mini little bench thing that um that i can yes yeah, effectively was it eight inches high yeah and uh, about a couple of foot across yeah. and, and it just uh, allows me to keep my back in a comfortable position. So your legs are tucked under the yeah. bench and you're sort of your thighs, back of your thighs, you're that's it. Yeah. resting on it. Yeah. yeah. And that, and so for me, that's that, it's just a simple, it's just, just easy, comfortable. Mm. Whereas sat on a chair, which would have been more convenient, 
I just find my back aches after a while. So, so, in a, so for me, I will do 10, 15 minutes in the morning before work. I don't have much, I don't have as much time as Neil. I, I get up, uh, I have to rush around the place, but I, I do that. So that would be my main one. And then sometimes I'll, I'll you know, at the end of the day, I'll lie down and, and do a shorter mm. one. And I find that, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it, it matters really. It really no. doesn't matter. No, and, I think and I think that's, that if that's a barrier, and it can be a barrier to be, where do I, how do I do this? Well, I haven't got the stuff. I need a mat. I yeah. need a, I need a cushion. I need a such and such. You, you don't need any of that. Yeah, I think I use, I, 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 I'd swap between, I've got a meditation cushion, which is, very thick i mean it's i don't know how thick it is six inch thick mm. uh so you, i can sit on that cross-legged to some degree you can almost sit on it with your legs either side of it sort of going mm. back on so you sort of knelt down effectively or nine times out of ten i'll just meditate sat on a chair be yeah. even a dining room chair you know and not slouching so you're still trying to keep a an upright posture and yeah. i think that's that's key as well if you're yeah. sitting, try and not rest your back on something. So even though I'm using a dining room chair, I'm sort of st- sat upright. And I think the theory behind that is that your body knows you're in a sort of, you get used to it. So it signals to yourself that this is I'm a yeah. medita- This is a meditation place. This is where I'm doing it. I've set aside this time. And just by keeping myself upright, it's a special sort of... And that, and, that, and that links to a wider issue which we haven't got time for now but the fact is that your mind affects your body your body affects your mind mm. and the fact that you're in that position it sort of signals to your mind's focus or yeah. you know and i think that's important yeah i mean certainly also i try to be barefoot mm-hmm. especially outside you're sort of just con- yeah. like contact with the earth but even inside i tend to do it barefooted yeah. um so sat upright um my palms generally one on top of the other so palms up facing upwards just resting in my lap mm. or a hand on each knee what about the environment the environment there you know just there's sometimes again a fear i've got to be in absolute silence and that's impossible i remember you cases. saying when we were in our old group you were saying to the chap in charge um you know i got the family banging around mm. and it's, it's just not right it's just not right and he said well no that's exactly what you that's it. Need, yeah. To notice it, it's about noticing. It, oh, there we go. Somebody slammed a door. But you then go back to your breath, yeah. or go back to whatever you're focusing on, and and, and that gets to the to the very heart of it. And what, as we were saying at the beginning, it's not about stopping thoughts. It's not about. It can't be about stopping thoughts. It's noticing those things. And if you, you know, we'll, we'll do examples of practices, yeah. obviously in, in the future, but. You know, it, it isn't about stopping and sat there and, and just being an absolute calm and serenity. It's about the, that moment where you where the thoughts come in and then noticing them and then letting them go, go. letting Let them, them dissolve yeah. into the ether. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think just to, to finish off, you know, there are you know if you are if you haven't meditated before, there are loads of different. Um, one that really got me started was the Headspace app. Which was for me was was phenomenal. It, well, you know the idea. Um, so the the chap Andy Puddicum is you know he was a, um, a, a, a Buddhist monk and he's prepared this and does all sorts of stuff. But it's but it's very much practical. You know I I know loads of people that have used it, and I just find it very you know just these short meditative practices yeah. that that now I don't use but were very very helpful 
Um, yeah. I don't know. You don't use them because they cost money. Is the basic. Well, that could be an, that could be a reason. Yeah, there is a free there. trial. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a free trial, but there it are, does cost. And there are other ones, Calm and all sorts yeah. of ones, but there, you know, recommend them. Yeah. There's plenty on YouTube. You go on YouTube, mm. and even buying. I mean, I just bought Galong Tubton's new book. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I'll put that in the notes as well. But he goes mm. through lots of meditations. And just going on some of these quickly onto some of these other meditations, we've mentioned loving kindness, which in the Tibetan mm. traditions is called Tonglen meditation. Um, and it is. Meta. Anyway, go they, on. No, they, they, right, go on. Well, we'll check this and I'll get back to you. I may over record it, but definitely he calls it Tonglen. Right. So, uh, um, and that, you know, can real, spread a real sense of if you've got a difficult person to deal with, mm. uh, it can really help you deal with them because you start seeing, not seeing things from their point of view, but it just produces some mm. sort of compassion towards their situation. And that can be quite powerful. And then there's this meditations that you can do to sort of deal with fear, anger, desire, cravings, mm. all these things. And the sort of, the, generally it's, the Tibetans are thought of most things. And these meditations you know, occurred thousands of years ago or whatever, but they're still relevant today. Mm. And like I say, we'll try and do a, a guided meditation at some point. Um, yeah, and just if you can take it out of this idea of it being this strange and you know, mystical thing, and actually it is has real practical value, I know even so much as uh, I don't know, as you, Neil might have mentioned before, that uh, U.S. Marine snipers uh, seeing the using the value of it now. That's yeah. the ethical issues around that. But you know, it is not you. The U.S. military w- wouldn't be investing yeah. you know, millions of dollars into something which is just purely you know mystical nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that's given you a sort of brief insight into meditation. As I say we'll try and put some uh, links in the show notes. And like I said, hopefully we'll do uh, a guided meditation for another episode or meditations. Mm. Um, Again, we don't want them to be too long. You know, 10 minutes is great for Mm. starting, even five minutes. But to be fair, any time, just sat there. And again, it's a whole other episode, but your breath, especially how you're breathing, being conscious of how you're breathing as well. Mm. Um, So, yeah, because we like we try and keep these episodes to half an hour or so and uh, just make them brief to have a chat so nice thank, thank you very much for listening again and we hope see you next time see you soon and thank you for putting up with the rain which has just started again <laughs> <laughs>